Hey, what's up, guys? It's Chris. Listen, I want to talk to you about some of our sponsors. First and foremost, we're talking. One, first one I want to talk to you about is JC Innovations. JC Innovations is an engineering service business that provides engineering support for orthopedics and medical device businesses, including medical technology. But this is the thing. This is the thing. That's like saying that Kobe Bryant was a basketball player. I mean, this is. I mean, I appreciate this thing that they wrote up for me, but really, let's really talk about what they're. It's complete, total innovation happening in the orthopedic business, right? Where some of these guys are happy with hips, knees, right? JC Innovations is pushing the envelope of technology and innovation in the orthopedic industry. With, with over 15 years experience making medical products, they are prof not just proficient, they excel at navigating regulatory requirements for the, the government, the FDA. Think about all the nonsense it takes to get your product on the market with the FDA. JC Innovations, they've done it for 15 years. They can get your product to market, both and as well as regulatory bodies outside the US. Blessed to be a part of this community, they do their part and contribute to it. JC Innovations supports helping hands, right? Helping hands. If you don't know about helping hands, helping hands, J Jody put together like an Iron Man hand for my buddy's little girl, Zoe. That's the kind of thing we're talking about. It's not just about pushing innovation, but it's about helping community. If, you're, if you want to learn more, reach out to Jody. You want to maybe you want to be partner with them, you, Jody, how they can help your business. Contact Jody at JC Innovations through the contact page on their website, jcinnovations.com. That's jc-innovations.com. They're excited to hear from you. Give them a call. Tell them I sent you. They might take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom. This is the Freedom Cats with your hosts, Chris Flack, Seven King, and Jody Claypool. Produced by Jack Claypool Audio. Freedom Cats reviews movies, politics, and entertainment. Ladies and gentlemen, here is the Freedom Cats. Freedom Cats is part of the Freedom Cats podcast network. Real quick, just so you know, listen, Freedom Cats is for the children, but it's also not for kids. Think about that. You're gonna hear, you might hear uh, the occasional explicit language. So, you know, parent guidance is always encouraged. Lots going on, lots of things moving around. So make sure you like us on the socials, like, share, follow. You know, we're on, you know, uh, Parlor maybe. It's kind of Jody's on, I know Jody's on Parlor. Um, He's on True Social too. For sure. Uh, also, you know, I say we're part of a network. That means there are more shows. Studio you Couch. Did you notice that he just wanted to say no and then stopped himself? Yeah, just then. Yep, he did it. Um, <laughs> Studio Couch. There is a growing music scene in northern Indiana. To us, he's producer Jack. To the world, he's Jack Claypool. He's got a show where he brings in these bands, talks about the scene, talks about things. Uh, it's kind of gear heady, but not too much. It's accessible because I don't know. I don't know an in from an out on the on the big biggity board, but I definitely am going to follow these guys. Speaking of making things accessible, you also need to check out Little Red Barn. Little Red Barn. I've lived in Indiana. 15 years, never seen a little pink house my entire life, but I've seen and I listen to Little Red Barn, Ryan Martin, Chris Coyote Underwood, talking about the agriculture scene in Northern Indiana. They talk about current events. They talk about the big picture stuff. Like what you know about chickens in the city limits, Stefan? Uh, not much, but people, you know what, if you'd have listened to the last episode of little red barn, you don't know a lot. So check them out. They're on wherever you get your podcast. So check us out. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, X. Learn about being part of our breakfast club, the live studio audience of the Freedom Cats. Like I said, man, things are popping here. All right, let's get the show started. All right, fellas, we're back in the house. He's Jody, he's Stefan, I'm Chris. We are the Freedom Cats. Meow on a, 
was late. You were way late. I was late. It happens. But better be late than early. That's what I always say. Like crisscross, you missed the bus. Oh, man. Nice. That was a thing. It was. Did you ever wear a pair of pants backwards? I can't say that I ever wore a pair of pants backwards. No. Jody? No. I was into the overalls. You were I, the overalls. I, I really did get into oh, the Oh, you totally had like one overall button to the other one hanging loose. I totally did. Yep. Plus, I was a bit of a husky kid, so it was hard to reach the zipper when it's in back. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's that was a thing. Remember, like, they were there was the other group, another bad creation. What other group? ABC. No, I don't know. Aisha, you know, you're the girl that I never had. Nope. At the playground, you know, playground. No, re- seriously, yeah. I'm doing a show. No. You guys don't know ABC? No cognition on that. ABC, one. BBD. Yeah, of course. Bell Biv DeVoe. Yeah, of course. Now you know. Oh, Bell Biv DeVoe. I know them. Okay, well they had like a, they had like an they offshoot. Side, ba- yeah, side kind brand. of like a Teen Titans, New Mutants kind of a thing. Okay. Where like it was like they recruited all these kids and they were like. It was a kid group. And then Crisscross had beef with ABC. Didn't Boys to Men do a song and they called out ABC, BBD? The East Coast family. They never skipped a beat while cooling on South Street. (laughs) I can keep going if you'd like. I'm sure you could. Just bag the show and just. Did anybody else's, uh, like, have the little um, high school choir group that gets on the PA and started singing Boys to Men songs? Because we did. Nice. No. The last karaoke song I did was that song, and it killed. I bet it, it did. Killed. I bet it did. This is what you come here for. It's our uh, October, our late October episode. It's a spooky time. It is spooky time. Jody, what do you like to do? Are you dressing up for Halloween? I'm not. When was the last time you dressed up for Halloween? I can't remember. It was a long time ago. Yeah. Do you remember what you were? Conspiracy theorist, right? Like he just walked like around with the big, sense, right? he walked around the big cork board with like yeah. pins and red yarn connecting things. Maybe I'll do that this year. There you go. There's still time. Still time. Jody, Stefan. Shirt sure, that says it's all connected. It's all connected, man. I want to believe. <laughs> Stefan, what about you? You dressing up for Halloween? Mm, no, not this year. Not this year. Not this it's year. not like a professional. Like you have to. Kind no, of it's thing. on a weird day too. So. Yeah. What is what's the thirty first? Like Tuesday? Wednesday? Going like trick that? or treating? No. On a Tuesday. Yeah, that's that's weird. Yeah. So no, not you. No. Does the ghost spot do something for Halloween? Um, we we don't really. Uh, Halloween at at bars and stuff is tending to be like a more of a late night thing, and of course we are we're not really a late night place. So, uh, we've done like Halloween events in the past, and um, just uh, didn't see a a ton of turnout and costumes and stuff like that. Cause if I'm going to do a, a Halloween party, like I don't want somebody to walk through the door without a costume on, you right. know? So, uh, we, uh, we kind of roll it back, just kind of do a little music thing and, uh, let people roll in and throw candy at them. That's dope. Are you the neighbor that gets the full size candy bars? No, absolutely not. Do I look like that guy? I'm that guy. You're my that guy? desperate need to be loved also equates <laughs> to the children in my neighborhood. I was trying to trade mini uh, candy bars for the full size last night at the Spooktacular. Nobody bit. The place was popping last night. Yeah, it was. It was slammed. And it, there was no regard for the actual hours of, <laughs> of Spooktacular. <laughs> I get over there about quarter after five for the Rogue booth, and uh, there's already people like picking up candy. And it ends up running till eight. The hours officially were six to seven thirty. Yeah. So, yeah. Shout out to the Warsaw Breakfast Office. Yeah, there were people sitting out there at like three four in the afternoon waiting for places to open up That's for fantastic. the candy. Yeah. Wild times in the local scene. You guys hear about this uh, sycamore tree thing? I mean, if you are on social media, you kind of have to live under a rock to not have heard about it. So the first time I heard about it was the text you sent. Like, hey, guys, we got to talk about this tree thing. <laughs> you said the sycamore thing. Right. So I immediately was like, what, what is that? And I get online and there's multiple sycamore things. Yeah, it's been a bad week for sycamore trees around the world. There was uh, one in England. 
Yeah, you guys see the movie Robin Hood with Kevin Costner? Well, sure. That first scene where, well, when he just comes back to England and all the knights have the kids stuck up in the tree. Yeah. Uh, for hunting the king's deer. Christian Slater. No, it wasn't Christian Slater. Christian Slater wasn't up in the tree? And then, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> was it a sycamore that uh, got... Uh, vandalized. It was at Auburn or Alabama. They have a giant tree. Tumor's tree. Yeah, Tumor's tree. Yeah, I don't know. It, I, is it a sycamore? I don't know if it was or not, but it, it, it was a tree. Somebody like killed some, it, right? Yeah, some wackadoo uh, Alabama <laughs> fan was like, he didn't like the final score, so he put like tree, and it, and the tree died, and yeah, it, yeah. like people were because like you would uh, paper Tumor's corner like people yeah. take rolls of toilet yeah. paper and throw it up in this tree if if uh auburn beat alabama or maybe it's any win yeah i, I think it's specifically auburn alabama um, that gets uh, the tp yeah and then this wackadoo alabama fan was like uh nope not anymore <laughs> little paraquat will take care of that yeah just murked this like 200 <laughs> 200 year old tree yeah. um which is what brings us back to this sycamore? So if you haven't been following this or you're part of our Denang contingent, uh, there's a sycamore tree of undetermined age. I, this tree is aged like 200 years this week. Like the first time I heard about it, it was like 100 years old, and then it was 250 years old, and then somebody said it was 360 years old. So this tree is going to be like 1,200 years old by the end of the week. Um, so... We live in a community that uh, there's certain areas in our community that um, it is very tough to walk. There's not, there's mm-hmm. no, there's whether it be the oncoming traffic, lack of sidewalks, uh, sidewalks in really just awful condition and deteriorated. It's tough to get around. And uh, putting in sidewalks is not something that you just wake up on a Monday and put down on Friday. It takes planning, right? Because there's zoning and there's right, right of ways. And part of that process is you are going to cut into people's property, right? Your property line ends at the street or you're going to cut into the right. Or there may be things in the right of way that are city property, right? So yeah, it's it's easement. Easement. Basically from the, the start of the sidewalk to the road, it's easement. So this is one of our lovely things about the government. You have to take care of it. You have to maintain it, but the it, government can come in and say, hey, guys, we're going to use this now. It's ours now. Yeah. Hashtag government. Yep. So over the last five years, the city has been going to homeowners and property owners and saying, you know, we need to take this, this, this tree, this whatever, mm-hmm. remove this big rock, whatever's going on. Five years going to homeowners, getting getting permission, right? And so they get it done. They get all their signatures. They are ready to start breaking ground, and they start painting the stuff. They tag all the stuff that's going to be cut down. And one of the things that was gonna that was tagged was this sycamore of arguable age. It's a big old tree. It's been around. The homeowner. Uh, Seems like a nice one. Gita, I think her name is. I should have looked that up. Um, she sees them tagging her 200, 300, 900-year-old tree. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, she's like, what are you guys doing? Like, we're cutting your tree down. We're going to put some sidewalks in. And anarchy begins. We've got a change.org petition. We've got the, the lawyers of Facebook commenting Everyone's awful. Government's awful. And now here we are. That sycamore... <laughs> it blocks pro- progress. Like, that one tree has has just brought Warsaw to a screeching halt. Yeah. 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 I mean, we're talking about a tree, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I feel like, again, if you live... I live in this area... My kids go to the school that these sidewalks are leading to, and yeah, it's perilous. You're, I, you know, sometimes when I'm walking the kids home from school, it's par- like you're in the street. You are walking in the street, mm-hmm. uh, and you got one way streets going back and forth. So like you can't. I mean, it is unsafe. And the pro tree folk, it's been really funny listening to people, you know, denigrate sidewalks. The government's taking over. Government wants to murder this tree. It's, like, it's a sidewalk, man. 
And then in the very next breath, they're like, oh, our sidewalks are crap. Right. <laughs> Jody, what's your thought? Sidewalks. Jody, what you, what's your thought on uh, Sycamore Gate? I, uh, the, the most information I have from this is that article. And, and my brilliant and debrief. And your, your synopsis. So um, I, I like sidewalks. Um, my, my affinity for sycamores is really just, you know, Zacchaeus sitting up there when Jesus walks by. So unless somebody puts a Zacchaeus effigy up into this tree, I don't really have much affinity well, for the tree. An interesting wrinkle is <laughs> an interesting wrinkle is the city has a signed document saying from the homeowner you can cut down this tree. The city has permission to cut down this tree from these homeowners. Now, uh, it was, at the time, this one was married. Her husband signed this document saying, "Yeah, go ahead and cut down the tree." They divorce. He leaves. She got it in the divorce. She got the tree in the divorce. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, what a, what a <laughs> gift that turned out. So there's a little bit of a, an issue here because the, the city has the, I mean, they've got signed documents from the homeowner saying, yeah, you can cut down this tree. Now, they're not going to. No, they're going to end up working around it. Yeah. For sure. And then we'll spend the next 20 years repairing that little part of sidewalk because the root systems have coughed, p- popped it up. Did I see they're going to make a little plaque with like the history of the tree or something and put it up there? History of the tree. Like it, it was planted. It started as a seed. It grew. It would be great if they named it and they built a whole storyline. There's, like there's a rally today, this <laughs> afternoon at the Sycamore tree. Like a save there. <laughs> if this is not Springfield, I don't know what is, man. Save the Sycamore. Save the Sycamore. You know, this nature thing can really, like you said, this nature thing can really, really stop progress and really get kind of creepy sometimes. It can. You know, there are places, Jody, there are cultures that like really, really worship nature. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're deep into it. Some might even call it uh, cultish behavior. That's what we're talking about today. Today is a book club episode. As you may or may not know, occasionally the Freedom Cats podcast is a book club conversation where one of us picks a piece of content, presents it to his friends, they discuss it, and then at the end they vote on whether or not that piece of content joins the cat canon along such titles as K-Pax. Copyright TM. Yeah, we, yeah, we got to get that locked in, by the way. You know what we should use? Travis McConnell. Travis McConnell's a local lawyer who is here for the people, bottom line. He'll get it done. Gets it done. You might look at yourself and think, oh, I can just get a Law for Dummies book and read up on that and then pres- to try myself as my own lawyer. You know, who, you, Jody, I don't know if you know this. Do you know who has, you know who represents himself, uh, the person who represents himself has a fool for a client, they say. Man, that's a that would be, I, I, did you just make that up? <laughs> the way I said it, yeah, <laughs> it's not normally said the way I said it. So yeah, my version. Um, so yeah, Travis McConnell, go see him. Cults. Yes. Oh wait, hold on. Let me get back to the, we. Uh, we present that for the cat can. Today's presentation. Once again, not a book. We've not done a book yet for the book club. I present to you, fellas. Midsomar. Jody, tell us about Midsomar. I wasn't really sure what to expect, but I like this movie. Yeah. I like this movie. Um, Ari Laster, right? Is yes. That, did I say that right? I think it's Ari. Ari. Um, what other films has he done? Because it is a very kind of a cinematic journey. There's a lot of like... Um, transitions between nature scenes as you're going on the journey mm-hmm. with music it's almost has the feel of uh what was it uh, the sean penn movie with uh where he goes to alaska yeah into the wild into, into the, the wild, wild right yeah. so it had kind of a little bit of that feel but it was very well done it i was, like, I it like was the pacing of it a very indie movie style yeah flick well it's an a24 movie <laughs> Uh, A24 is the studio of film bros. Like if you're the kind of guy who calls film movies cinema and you like, you get on these like Reddit boards and you talk about, yeah, you love A24. So I can start using cinema. 
You know what? You, that's a choice that you. That's <laughs> we a choice will allow you. That. That's a choice you're welcome to make. Um, so he, some other films, Midsommar, Hereditary. Do you see Hereditary? I didn't. That's more recent, right? Nah, they're uh, Midsommar's 2019, Hereditary's 2018. So they, they oh, both. Okay. Hereditary is another movie. What that, is that? Is that? Uh, it's uh, this teenage guy gets possessed by like a deer demon or something, and then it wackiness ensues. It's a family. It's a family comedy. Um, <laughs> but uh, again, another A24 movie. Um, so this is a story of uh, a. a a college group of friends that uh, ha- are going on that uh, typical, like you know, summer vacation where mm-hmm. like you know, like it's a, it's kind of like the trip to Amsterdam, right? Like yeah. we're gonna go to Amsterdam because it's legal there and you know, royale cheese and all that. And um, but they decide they want to go to something a little more exotic, and they go to this. Uh, Switzerland, Sweden. Netherlands, Sweden. Sweden, Sweden. They go to Sweden to this little village where they have a big uh, solstice event. So and, the mm-hmm. uh, two, the, the main character is a PhD student. Is that right? Yes. Yes. And so um, he's struggling to find his muse to do his thesis. Mm-hmm. But one of his friends is really f- interested in this particular culture for some reason, correct? Yes. And then one of the other friends is actually from this place. Right. That's how they all end up going to that location. I'm assuming the friend probably told them a little bit about it, and that's why they were going. Yeah, so the protagonist of the movie is a young girl named Danny, and uh, played by, uh, got an early Florence Pugh. Like, this has got to be one of her first movies, Um, you know, fun star of Oppenheimer. We really liked her work in that. Um, she was in uh, Black Widow. You know her. Mm-hmm. Elena from Black Widow. Um, so Danny is left deeply traumatized after her bipolar sister, T- Terry, kills her parents and herself. This movie opens with one of the most horrendous scenes of macabre murder you'll ever see in a movie. Jody, what, look, spoiler alert for Midsummer. Jody, tell us your thoughts on uh, Terry's bipolar murder suicide creative what does she do straps hoses there's two cars in a a two-car garage straps hoses to the backs of the exhaust and routes the hoses um two of which i think two of which that go to her parents room and one that goes to a face mask that she then puts on her face duct tapes to her her face so her her bipolar sister murders both of the parents and then commit suicide simultaneously with the mm-hmm. exhaust coming out of I the car. I thought you would appreciate the engineering of that. There was, there was definitely, that's creative. It's a creative way to do it. I completely spaced that this was even in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it before and then uh, watched it again last night. And I'm like, I don't remember any of this. Just it's a happy little when surprise. They, to- when they get to Sweden, that's the part that I you know, recalled. That's where the movie kind of starts. Yeah. And there's this tension. So Danny's highly traumatized by this, as you would be. Can we we take a step back? Please. um, The initial tone between Danny, who's the main female character, and her love interest. Uh, what's What's the love interest's name? Christian. Christian. They have some friction there because Danny's a bit of a drama queen. Well, but like legitimately <laughs> so, right? I mean, my sister just did a murder suicide on my parents and I'm I'm then labeled a drama queen. Hear me out. So. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hear me out. So the beginning Here's Jody telling women how they should feel against. <laughs> so the beginning of the movie, you could it's really well crafted because you can see him just getting irritated and wanting to break up with her cuz she's always crying about her sister. But how do you break up with her? <laughs> This happens. <laughs> no, you're, 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 you're bringing up a really good point because there is this thing where, you know, there's a certain level of the relationship that they're in, right? And then she has this huge family drama and she needs him to go about like 12 depths deeper into their relationship. And my guy Christian is not there, but he can't break up with her. 
How do you break up? Hey, listen, uh, you're really bumming me out with the trauma of your <laughs> sister killing her parents and then herself. I was just, you know, we met like at a club. Tippy River Adventures. Listen, you know what I hear all the time? I'm just going to be real. There's nothing to do in this county. Jody and his boys, they heard you say it too. And that's why they brought Tippy River Adventures to our community. Tippy River is one of the top 10 most vital rivers in the nation. Top 10 most vital rivers. When was the last time you went down it? When was the last time you saw the, that, that vitality just in your face? I took my little boy Sullivan on the trip. We still, it was a, it was a, uh, it was a core memory for both of us. A canon event, if you will. As you travel the multiverse, every Sully and Chris went on a Tippy River adventure, and you should too. Tippy River Adventures was created to take the work out of experiencing. Because, like, you know, it was it's it's tough work going down that river. You know, at our level, it was tough work. So, but they made it easier for us, right? They cut the brush, they gave us they gave us paths to take our canoes down. That's the work that they do. You have equipment but don't want to take two cars bring your equipment out they'll make it easy trips as short as two and a half hours they have taken effort and worry out of coming up and enjoying the great river have a church group sports team or family reunion looking for a fun and uplifting experience that you can have together come out and share an adventure together and they'll do the heavy lifting if you're looking for something to do for yourself or with friends and family that's fun and easy an activity that gets you on the water, doesn't require gas or buying high-priced boats or mountain bikes. Give us a try. Listen, I mean, think about that. It's tough living out there, man. Everything's more expensive. JC, JC Innovations, as they partner with Tippy River Adventures, they've got your pocketbook as well as your heart and mind in mind. You can check out the fun experience or adventures. Have some fun on the river. Check them out on Facebook. They got a Facebook page, of course. You can book your adventure through the book now button on their website. That's tippy, T-I-P-P-Y, riveradventures.com. Or you can schedule through their Facebook page. They're looking forward to seeing you on the water. And the friends are on his side. They're like, you need to break up with her. Because she's a huge bummer. All the time a bummer. She's always crying about her sister. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we know we're making light of it. I don't care. Um, but there is a thing where the tension of this movie for quite some time is her just bumming everybody out on their big trip to Sweden. Right. I mean, there are very honest conversations that this friend group has. Like, listen, we understand you're stuck in this, but we don't want to be. So who's the, who's the cocky guy? He was the one who played... Uh... Uh, in the last, uh, you talking Guardians. about the guy who peed on the tree? Yeah, Will Poulter. Will Poulter. Yeah. yeah, his character in this movie was fantastic. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed that guy. Just brash. It's whatever is in his head, he says out loud. So they go, they pack up, they get to Sweden, and that's really where the movie kind of really just goes off the rails once they get to Sweden. The festival, they go to this festival. It's a Heislingland. Checks sounds, out. Sounds right. Yeah, it's fine. Mm -hmm. The festival, they go to this big, like, uh, midsummer festival, the uh, Solstice, big Solstice festival. Yeah. Sorry, lost my thoughts there. So, um, solstice, not really a big deal out here in the Midwest. No, no, it's more of a, uh, a primitive festival. Well, I mean, we do Solstice festivals, but it's winter and spring, right? Winter and so, summer, right? That's the Christmas and Easter. Uh, but like like June 21st, like, oh, it's time for back home in Alaska. Back home in Alaska, <laughs> um, it's a huge deal. Like June 21st, the sun is not going to go down today. Like different towns have like, like our town had like, I mean, just crazy parties because the sun is not like you just watch the sun just circle in the horizon. It does not go down. And so, yeah, it's a crazy party. Now, December 21st, the winter solstice, it's a sad day, man. The sun did not come out that day. <laughs> it was dark all day long. So, yeah, no, I do think you got to be in that sort of polar ring or that Arctic ring to, or, or the southern ring to really get the full appreciation of it. But this party happens like once every 90 years. And mm -hmm. 
It's a big deal. Stephen, this... Okay, so I'm watching this, right? I see your people. Like, you would have a hell of a time at this at this party. <laughs> Why is that? I, I, I don't know. Of the three of us, who's going to have the best time at this party? I mean, they did go on, like, a five-day-long trip, so, I mean, yeah. Immediately when they showed up, they were... Eating mushrooms, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. mushrooms. And that, and mushroom that first day was the actual solstice, apparently, because right. she's like, did it even get dark? And they're like, uh, is it tomorrow? Well, it's not yesterday. Right. Well, so. yeah, they start tri- <laughs> And then Danny, again, <laughs> cap- captain of the bummer train, like has a bad trip on her mushrooms and starts seeing her dead family again, bringing everybody down. Right. So... Other things of murder and wackiness happen in this movie. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but more than we have. So do you think that the tree, the sacred tree Mm -hmm. that Will Poulter was peeing on, do you think that was a sycamore tree? It was probably tumors. It was probably, yeah. (laughs) Not only ashes of all the ancestors, but he's also getting it on the sycamore. This is actually filmed at Auburn University, not in Sweden. Right. You think they're having like, you think they're having rallies at our sycamore tree. Imagine it it could be worse. They could smash your head with a mallet. Right. Ooh, that scene. That scene. I called it too. He was a bad jumper. He didn't say the landing. The first, the first one, like she got it done and he went feet first like what do you think is going to happen they smash your head with a mallet (laughs) he did a bad job he turned into a carnival game apparently jesus pete um what was your overall so you'd never seen this i had not seen it and break it down man how'd you feel what'd you think i liked the cinematography i can start saying that now right and so this is cinema cinema um, I, I liked the character development. I, I was immediately like irritated at the Florence Pugh character because she was always crying. Uh, <laughs> but this is prior to the disaster. I was like, I could see how they're building that character as somebody who's just a drama queen. But then, you know, the murder-suicide happens. And then there's this, how do you have that conversation moment? And the Christian character is like, well... You know, this is really bad timing for me to break up with her and, you know, go on this like month long bender with my friends in Sweden. Mm -hmm. So, out of sympathy, and actually, he didn't expect her to go, invites her. Right. And then, you know, she does go. And as I'm watching it, I'm, I'm kind of feeling, I think, the intended feeling of the characters as they develop and laughing at the Will Poulter character. He was such a great contrast to everybody else, right? Because he was just so brash. And then when they get there, uh, it's very fairy tale like. Mm-hmm. So it's very real. It's very Americanized Western culture. You know, they're sitting in a pub, and they're talking about relationships. You know, and kind of bashing Danny and telling the Christian character he needs to dump her. And then there's like this abrupt transition to um, more of her crying on the plane. Right? Of course, it's like every time they show her, she's crying. And then <laughs> the movie opens with the murder suicide of her sister and her family. Her whole family's dead, and she still goes on this spring break trip. Yeah, she's. But it's like a week later, she's still hanging onto this thing. So <laughs> don't don't ever invite Jody to a graveside service. Okay, but to be fair, right now, to be fair, she like, has no. Suck bi- it up, Buttercup. <laughs> But to be fair, she has no business going on this trip, right? Yeah, no, that was none, my feeling. None whatsoever. That was my feeling. Yeah. But like, kind of selfish on her part. Deal with your stuff. Deal with your stuff. They get to the, whatever it's called. You, you Hauselgrund. Yeah, Swedish stuff. And they walk through this opening, and there's like the, it's fairy tale stuff, right? They, they got people playing like flutes, and everybody's dressed in that like off-white linen, mm-hmm. like that natural linen. Um, and it has a completely different feel to it where you start to get this idea that you're in like a, a very pure society. Right. Right. And it's this idea that they're a, uh, a very communal society where it's all everybody taking care of everybody. Yeah. And that is a great setup before it harshes out. It does harsh out in a huge way. Do you Pretty f- quick too. 
Stefan, do you to what level of the success and fairy tale aspect of the community do you think is related to the fact that at seventy two years old you have to jump off a cliff and if you live they smash your head with a ham mallet? How is how is the fairy tale part of it associated with that? Like maybe it's because at seventy two everyone over seventy two has to jump off a cliff and get their head. You know what I mean? Like oh yeah, they're not dealing with you know the old and infirm, right? They just, Hop off this cliff. Yeah. Take care of it. Now, we're bashing Danny quite a bit here, but Christian's a really, real big douchebag, right? Yeah. I mean, it showed up in when they got out there, and he's like, oh, man, I got my thesis now. I'm going to write my paper on this, too. And the dude's like, what are you talking about? This is my thesis, not yours. And he's like, well, I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. yeah. So then um, Danny and Christian are uh, encouraged to drink this hallucinogenic tea. Mm -hmm. And Danny becomes a dancing queen. She embraces her full ABBA, as you do in Sweden, and she dances her tail off and becomes the uh, the May Queen. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Christian... Christian gets... what. Stephen, what happens to Christian? I mean, there was a, a foreshadowing of this when they talked about it when they first got there. That that people from the village, like the the way that they avoid you know incest type situations, is that they bring in people from the outside world. Like at that point, I'm sorry, I'm like, peace out. I'm walking back because uh, you know what's coming. So uh, one of the uh, the girls uh, of the village decides that uh, he's going to father her child. How does how does she using from the very beginning when they walk by that banner and they go it's like a storyboard banner mm -hmm. what what was her method of kind of inducing the love spell now I'm not talking about the rune I'm talking about the meat pie <laughs> <laughs> meat pie what did what did she do Stefan uh I don't really I mean I saw the pictures and stuff but I you'll have to fill what it in what did she do Chris I don't know what you're getting. You, Christian what? takes a bite out of his meat pie and he pulls. Oh, he pulls out a hair. What kind of hair? <laughs> a short and curly. He, it's a pubic hair, Jody. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'll, uh, yeah, Clarence Thomas, he's in the news. He got in trouble for that a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> that was on a cocaine. So maybe he was from Sweden. Saw on the storyboard. It's like I'm going to do, but with a cocaine. You know, I feel like this is, for a second there, I feel like we've also talked once about Clarence Thomas being from Sweden. I don't know, man. I'm, I, I don't know. a callback. I don't know. Um, so Danny is uh, covered in a beautiful flower dress. Christian's covered in the, court, uh, the husk of a bear, mm -hmm. lit on fire, burned alive. As one is. As, Credits. That's the movie. Yeah. As one does during a summer. She seems solstice. quite pleased. She couldn't have been happier. Yeah. What did you think about that at the end? So she's crying the whole time, and at the end, she has some. I, I took it as a little sadistic smile. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, it's become. So this is where we want to talk about this kind of idea of like closed communities and like what you all start to believe, right? I, I had this random thought before we do that. I think that yeah. this is a movie that is ripe for a spoof, like a Wayans Brothers spoof. Do they do those anymore? But with Muppets. Yes. Like you, the, the old guy who's like cutting up the bear. It's the Swedish chef. <laughs> like an Avenue Q, Q Street kind and then, of. You yes. know, Christians, Kermit. Mm, sure. Miss Piggy. Yeah. I, that felt, I think that it would felt, work, man. That felt offensive. West Florence, you got to be Miss P. Who else is it going to be? I don't know. Like there are no, a couple. No, the the girl from the band. But they're not a couple. Uh, they're Florence actors. Man, listen, those Muppets are professionals. The Will Poulter like, characters, animal. Oh, I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. Animal P. I could see that for sure. Um, yeah, I think there is sort of like the lifestyle becomes normalized for her, right? <laughs> And that's, that happens in these kind of closed communities and these focused communities. And that's, I think, breeds that sort of like, this is a cult, right? Safe to say. 
Yeah. It's not like a, I mean, it's a cult. And it yeah. happens, right? It happens in these closed communities. Yeah, I don't necessarily know if this is historic. It might just be. <laughs> it's a documentary, dude. Well, I mean, how different is it than, let's say, ancient Inca um, religion? How sure. different is it from, you know, like a lot of these Brazilian tribes that are out in the rainforest and, and things like that? It, it harkens back to uh, thousands of years ago when, you know, you, you sacrificed individuals for a good harvest. You know, because they didn't really understand what was going on. Was it the Incas or Aztecs that were murdering? I think it's both. Thousands and thousands and chucking their heads down the temple stairs. I, I think or it was the Aztecs Aztec. that had that reputation. But I, I believe most of, you know, ancient culture had some, some sort of, you know, human sacrifice type of thing involved with it. I think even Egyptian uh, did as well. Any... Do you just have a favorite modern-day cult? Not, not, not one that's coming to, hit, to my mind. I was a big Branch Davidian <laughs> guy for a while. They had some hits. Branch Davidians? I mean, yeah. far as successful, so far as successful, I'm going Jonestown. Jonestown was good. I mean, he was pretty successful. And, sure, and not Hales. good like good, but like, I mean, they had, again. He hailed from Indiana, didn't he? Psh- Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They, shout yeah, out to yeah. the Breakfast Club. Nodding Breakfast Club. At the, uh, yep. So go Indiana on your Colts. I'm trying to think of the Netflix specials that I've been that I watched. That there is a whole series now. Uh, I don't know if it's Netflix or Amazon Prime. Just about Colts. I believe it. They they're entertaining. <laughs> what do you guys think about the idea that like a cult is just like early adopters of a religion? Absolutely. Absolutely is. I mean, you look up the definition of a cult and uh, the first definition of a cult. Hang on. I have it pulled. I thought I had it pulled up here. Hang on. You guys talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to look it up again. Some people, Jody, would say that like Trump-ism, some people would label that as a cult. What, what say you? I think the word cult gets thrown around quite a bit. Sure. As a way to kind of disparage a group of people. But definitely, yeah, it's definitely a cult. So I've, <laughs> I, I've got the definition. <laughs> a system of religious veneration and devotion directed toward a particular figure or object. That's the, that's the first definition. And there's the, a couple of other different ones. You know, it's a small group of people having religious beliefs or practices regarded by others as strange or sinister. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, the primary definition of cult is just yeah. a group of people following a, a person or an object. Yeah. It probably instantiated with, uh, a guy who's got a giant mallet. The scene is so crazy. That is crazy. It's and so the fact that they kept smashing the guy's head after was completely flat. Yeah. So Cause crazy. then it wasn't about making sure he was gone. It was the fun of smashing in a dude's head. And that's what, an impressive mallet. That was a big one. That was a big old mallet. What about the idea? I like, uh, there's, this is, I'm stepping in your corner here for a second, so forgive me, but there's always that idea that like certain celebrities reach a level of celebrity and then they have to like join the... Scientology? No, the other one. What's the other one? Um, Illuminati. Oh, Illuminati, yes. That's why they start doing, like, somebody gets so famous that then they start doing weird, crazy stuff. Like, there's, like, a thing. I heard that. Yeah, yeah, like, you got, like one of the... the steps of, like, joining the Illuminati is, is public embarrassment or, pu- like, so, like, when you see you see a singer who suddenly goes, Whoop! The Nexium like, thing. Have you heard of the Nexium thing? No, what's that? Like that? The pill for, like, stomach acid? I think it's also that, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, it was the, <clears throat> you ever see the TV series Smallville? Sure. Yeah. The blonde, um, of course. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The sex cult. Sex cult. That's what it was. And it was, there was, it was not just a sex cult, but it was, there was like a, the whole humiliation side of it. Yeah. When they got more militant and they're. But like part of like joining the Illuminati is like public humiliation. So like you'll see, um, but you know, Sam Smith, the singer. Yeah. Okay. He started out singing just. He's singing. He's a fun guy. He's singing. But then he went really, he's like, don't do all the that song? Yeah. Okay. So 
Sam Smith, like now he's like wearing dresses and wearing weird, but like doing all wearing all this crazy stuff. And they're like, oh, that's the people will point at that and say, oh, that's the public humiliation piece. That's what he's. I was totally doing. just going like Britney Spears. Britney Spears dancing that's with some, the knives. Touch on pop culture for a second. That book's <laughs> burning houses down. Holy yeah. smokes. That's a wild one. More than just the uh, erratic dancing reels, the one where she had the knives, right? That's what you're talking about. Well, and the book. Like, she just dropped this book, and it's like, hey, 25 years ago, Justin Timberlake got me pregnant and made me have an abortion. And that was a tough drive home for him. (laughs) (laughs) Like, man, I'm going to go through that front door. Jessica's going to have some things to say. (laughs) Hey. Man, I bet she. I bet she. She puts the hurt down on J- uh, Justin, Jessica. She seems like she's tough. All right, should you be allowed to write write a memoir? To, I mean, you, of course you should be, but that's that's a, that's a tough one. Just talk about people, things that they did twenty years ago. Just just Ooh. like woke up that morning, and he was like, you know, that's making like his the bagel. Matthew Perry book, right about friends. Didn't he have a whole friends bashing book? Oh, I'm sure they all do that. Yeah. I thought I'd read it. I don't really care about that, but I thought that was. I think a whole you thing. do. I think you do. You seem like the friends type of person. You do seem like a friends type of person. I'm trying to remember this song. The beginning of the song. Is it Gunter? Do you get a Gunter vibe from maybe him? a little bit? But like you know, there were like you know, you got like Seinfeld. You had Friends. You're definitely a Friends. I'm more of a Seinfeld. Lies. You're, I like you're, Seinfeld. No, you're curating now. You're looking back like, no, hey, 20 years ago, that's definitely what I did. Back kind of earlier when you were like crisscross ABC, I have no idea. Lies. I have. You were like telling me bad. I, I, I have seen Friends. I have seen Friends episodes. Listen to you. I have seen Friends. Yo, that like it's, monolithic cultural <laughs> icon of like 20. Yeah, I saw it. If I were to sort it out as a... Look, look at you curating right now. Like, you're just... Yeah, you're <laughs> eliminating the things that you don't like, so you could, like... There's another spoof. Friends go to Sweden. Oh, shoot. Wow. Is Rachel the Fantastic. crier? Probably. Or, let's either... Yeah, Rachel's the singer, is the Danny character. So Courtney Cox and Matthew Perry are the first couple. It Was it Connie and... Uh, what was the other The guy? British ones? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. So they're immediately, you know, taken out. They're the first couple taken out. The uh, the David Schwimmer character, great Christian. Ross? Are we pretending like yeah. we don't? See, that, that's you curating. I, I don't just remember then. every that single was curating. name. What no, was, that was it, Ro- Russ? R- Russ? Was, <laughs> R- the guy, <laughs> didn't he have? Starts with an Didn't R, he have a kid? Maybe syllable. two? Yeah, that would be a good, uh, good, good couple. And then... Uh, <laughs> now you're gonna blow me up about not knowing the other dude's name, Joey. Not Joey. Matt, Joey. Listen, God, it's not that you don't know; it's that you're pretending that you don't know. That's what drives me nuts. And Phoebe, can you just see Joey being the Will Poulter character? Like, how you doing? Yeah, no, no peeing on a tree. Whoa! <laughs> oh, that was Joey Lawrence. Never mind. <laughs> Look at who's curating yeah. now. No, I opened it. I opened up. <laughs> Did Blossom? you just pull a Blossom reference? I loved Blossom. <laughs> Fresh Prince, and then a very special. Uh, towards the end, of, they all got to be very special episodes where it was yeah. like. Dealing with heart issues. No, 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 a very special With the whole cast at the end. Yeah. yeah. Were you, Frazier, thoughts on Frazier? I liked Frazier. I like Frazier a lot. Not the really new one's no Frasier. good. They rebooted I did, it. I didn't or, even know there was a new one. Yeah, it's on like one of the streamers. Reboot TV shows are just in general not good. Like, just let the TV show be what it was and move on. Come up with an original idea. Yeah. Here are the new Night Court's all right, though. Didn't even know there was one of those. I know you're all above it. (laughs) I'm too busy watching cult specials on Netflix. Yeah. The Gotti one's pretty good right now. Get Gotti. It's not a cult. It's the mob. What was the cult? How different is it? Yeah, mob's cool. Uh, Mob's cooler. Mob's cooler. I get it. I agree. It's way cooler to be in the mob than, hey, we're all going to put Reeboks on and kill ourselves together. There's no mob anymore, though, right? As far as organized... We don't talk about that thing. Yeah, if you don't talk about it. Yeah, we don't talk about that thing, that thing we're in. CIA is done with them. You know, Jody, he never had the makings of a varsity athlete. I can see that. Yeah. 
It's a Sopranos reference. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, not a series I've ever gotten into. Really? Really? Yeah. yeah, maybe I should get in that. It's real good. People people who have... It's really good. And it, uh, I started watching the first season a couple weeks ago just to jump back in, and it's so beautifully nostalgic, like, you know, flip phones and mm-hmm. call me from the payphone. It's like, oh, God, we used to be pay a country. Phones. Are there any payphones left in this area? I can't imagine there are. In this area? Yeah. I Were there ever payphones in this area? I, I mean... Maybe up in Napanee. Oh, yeah. There's definitely a payphone at the Napanee Airport. My dad used to work there. And the people, the Amish people at the house next door used, like, there was a trail worn in the grass to the payphone. Yeah. Hmm. That might still be there. They still do the communal phone thing, right? Where it looks like there are outhouses out there and they're actually just phones and the community Uh, can access them. I think they're mostly cell phones now, honestly. See, it's a growing cult. See, they grow, they evolve. Did you just call the Amish a cult? It kind of is, right? Is it? No, it's a religion. Or is it just a way of life? Can you join the Amish? I'd like to. Can, no, but can you? Do you have to be born into it? Or can I, like, walk away and go be Amish? I think... It's a legitimate question. I'm not being a smartass here. I'm, 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 I generally want to know. You're asking a valid question. That I don't know. Valid question. Breakfast Club? Yeah, you can. I can walk away. I can go be Amish. That's cool. I mean, I saw Witness back in the... Remember 85 Witness? Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford. He goes and hides with the Amish. It's a great movie. Kelly McGillis. Guinness. Gillis? Gillis. When I think Amish in movies, I just think of Seth Green. That's where you go? I go Randy Quaid. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Kingpin. Yeah. That's Kingpin. a good one. That's a movie. That's True story. I'm watching Kingpin. There's maybe four people in the theater. And I am the only person <laughs> laughing, and I am laughing aggressively. My stepbrother's with me. He's not laughing at the movie. He's laughing at the reaction of everybody, like the other three people <laughs> in the movie, looking at me because of how hard I'm laughing. What? Where were you that like, you were the only person laughing at Kingpin? That movie kills me. It was right? a pro bowler association <laughs> uh, viewing. Of Just mad pain. about it. This is, <laughs> this is heretical. Yeah, it comes out of the gate hard it too with the landlady. Yeah. Oh man, what yeah, a great God, what a movie. movie. We got to do that. We got to do that. Um, so this movie, I mean, this was the Halloween pick. I mean, it wasn't like it's not a scary movie, but it's gonna stick with you for a while. It's a slow burn. It's just really disturbing. Just like. Mm-hmm. It's disturbed, but it's not, it's not like jump scares. At no point was I kind of like, I didn't feel that tension of like a. I kind of went into detective mode. I was trying to figure out the foreshadowing. I I expected the British couple to die way sooner than they did. They actually like went off in the woods. I was like, that's it. They're dead. And then they showed up at the dinner table and I was like, oh, they're still alive. So they hung out a little longer than I thought they were going to. Did it follow traditional uh, horror movie uh, rules? No, she lived. No, she, she she always lives. The girl always lives. The girl always lives. Everybody else the dies. The one that had sex died. Yep. The minority died. And he was the first one. The yes. British That's couple. horror movie rule. Are we counting them as the the, the British couple? Connie. Uh, they and, were the first one. Yeah. But they're not mm. in the crew. They were brought by the brother, right? You're yeah. talking, okay, yeah. so the main crew. The main right, crew. Yeah, and then the minority rule, died then, first. Yep, the, the people plus. who had sex died. Yeah. The mouthy badass died. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a horror movie. He did yeah. get to pee on the ashes Fo- of the. Follows, through, follows um, the rules. Jason, Freddy, Michael Myers. Who are you taking with the first pick? Freddy. Freddy. Yeah, I'm, I'm Michael Myers. Of, yeah. uh, I mean, of the three, there's one of them that, you know, it has like a different level and it's Freddy because he haunts you in your dreams. Jason went to space. Yeah. And he, he went to hell. And he went to hell. Yeah. So I don't really buy into your like limitations argument. I, I didn't get the uh, Freddy versus Jason movie. Like, <sighs> does Jason sleep? It was all right. No. Because the whole the whole thing about Freddy is he comes to you in your sleep. Yeah. So how's he gonna fight Jason? Dream Warriors. That movie rocked. 
Never seen it. It'd be fantastic wow. if they tried to stitch together Edward Scissorhands with the Freddy Krueger somehow. <laughs> somehow related. <laughs> he's the uh, he's the uh, the black sheep of the family who just didn't buy into Edward Scissorhands. Is what I'm saying. There it is. Didn't didn't buy into the family business. Yeah. You guys have um. You guys have any movies, scary movies that you revisit this time of year? The one scary movie that really, um, again, I was in a theater and I was the only one screaming like a girl and I was in a theater with a lot of women, uh, was The Ring. That's a, that was a good one. That was a good one. That was a really good one. Hasn't aged well. Explain that. Oh, it's a VHS tape and it gets like left in a blockbuster. Guess where you're not going to find that tape any longer. <laughs> Her weakness was blockbuster. Like right. Going out of business. Blair Witch, the original Blair Witch. What a perfectly um, timed movie. That one uh, is one I go back and watch pretty regularly. I, I have a hard time with horror movies anymore yeah. just because there's a certain trope that every single one follows. And um, it's hard to find horror movies that don't follow that. Um, what about Jordan Peele's stuff? I do like his stuff. Get out. Yeah. Because they're not was, your, your typical... Us was crazy. Us was really crazy. There's the there's that psychological horror phenomenon, yeah. which I think plays into the Peel thing. Mm -hmm. And then there's like the comedy horror. Like That's Saw, part of it, right? right? Saw is, I, I enjoy the Saw films because they're, they're kind of funny, right? And they yeah. over-the-top Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a genre. Like that, yeah. yeah like um, first, first Halloween movie for me, the first one. Yeah. Every year, go back to that. Every year, it's just again, it's, it's like it's like I don't know, wrapping yourself in a warm blanket. Like when I was nine or ten or whatever, inappropriate age, I watched this movie and it scared the mm -hmm. life out of me. And just going back to that, and um, it's a fun time. Have you watched uh, Last Night in Soho? Is that the one? The time travel? Is that the one where they kind of? It's not time travel, but she. It's like a ghost that keeps taking her back to the sixties. Yeah. No, I haven't yeah. seen it. Yeah, it, I have seen it. It's a pretty good one. It's it, fun. It follows some of the tropes, but then kind of turns it on its head. Yeah. So I won't ruin the movie for you, but she gets pimped that one out. Is pretty good. The ones that uh, try to stitch themselves with true stories, true-ish stories, like the Demon Hunter kind of thing, where they. They're like way back when there was a crazy woman who threw paranormal a activity. That first one, that movie was crazy. It had like a Blair Witch vibe. Yeah, Blair Witch was yeah. perfect because like the it was pre-internet enough to where you would hear like, yeah, this is a snuff film, bro. This like this is this, real. This is real footage. This is yeah. real footage. Real this is found footage. footage. You go to it like, is it the marketing of that thing? was amazing was perfect. at the time. Yeah. Like, cause Can't that do it was, again. that was the talk. Can't do it again. The talk was, dude, this is a documentary. Yeah. That movie, Sixth Sense. That's a good one. It's a good one. Again, perfect movie at the time it was released because there was a twist and people would not tell you. Like there was this, this broad cultural agreement. We are not going to spoil this movie for people. Now there's no chance. That was like, an M. Night Shyamalan, right? The yes. Sixth Sense. His first yes. one, right? Yeah, first major one. I'm sure he did a bunch one, of like yeah. garage shit. Yeah. But like that was watching like his... a new show that uh, has to do with uh, some cult stuff, and it's a Shyamalan show called Servant. Okay, and it's this cult, uh, the Church of Lesser Saints, that are supposedly like healing people and stuff like that. And the this it's a really screwed up my uh, show. The the family that it focuses on in the first place is screwed up. So uh, wife has postpartum depression, lets her baby die. Uh, she like her mentality just collapses. So they get her this lifelike doll and she treats this lifelike doll like it was still her living child. And then uh, this nanny shows up one day because they decide to get a nanny for it. Like the husband's playing in on this whole thing, like not like having that conversation like this this happened. They're just all playing along with it. The uncle is the, uh, the redheaded dude from, um, Harry Potter. Uh, the one friend, Ron, Ron, he's been in some curating again. No, no you ready for this? I have literally never seen an entire, uh, Harry Potter movie. Okay. Not one. 
and I just refuse to. So is this? You refuse to. Yeah. You're taking a stance. It, wow. it is my stance. Wow. You're yes. a hero. Just because everybody, including adults, like this is a teenage movie, like adults, just as soon as they start hitting, they're like, oh, it's the best thing ever. I'm like, this is made for a 12-year-old, man. Well, you're, Calm the, down. Okay, but don't fault the the art for the people that, like... It's like Jesus. I mean, he's great, but it's his fans that drive me crazy sometimes, right? <laughs> yeah. It could be the same thing about Harry Potter. Like, don't. Stefan's like, be an adult. Watch Game of Thrones. Yeah. 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 Grow up. So anyway, this, this show, uh, they get a nanny for this doll. And second day the nanny's there, it's a live baby again. Is this based on a true story? No. Are you sure? I'm Sound, thinking. I'm sounds thinking. like a documentary. So anyway, after that. Like it's just a, it's creepy all around because it's creepy that the family just let this charade go on, and then creepy for this whole like Church of Lesser Saints that was supposedly done away with and they're back and all that stuff. So I'm I'm in the third season now of it and it's it's pretty good. I like it too because it's short shows, like thirty minute episodes. Do they do that that uh, thing at the end where it's like a cat? Uh, they they tease you into the next episode. No, no teasers. Like no, teasers. no, no previews on on this show at the all. The pacing, though, do they do the thing where they set it up where you're like hungry to watch the yes. next? Show? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that that's a good one. I figured bring that show up on this since we're talking cults yeah. and horror movies and stuff like that. All right, we do the vote for real quick, but I wanted one last thing. Uh, Jody, scariest thing you would recommend to somebody if they wanted to get just terrified for this weekend for Halloween. I'm probably not a good person to ask. Um, I can't think of anything. You're talking uh, movies? Movies. Or just game, scariest thing? Book. I can't think of anything. Watch The Ring? Watch Watch The Ring. I mean, if we're talking movies, I'd, I'd roll with, if you've never seen any of them, Rob Zombie movie, House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, if you just want to flat get, get, you know, those jump spots. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna play uh, Resident Evil Four this weekend. Are those really scary? Do oh, they, do they games scare time? me more than movies ever have. Like, really? Because there's that exper- experiential thing. Like one of the scariest game experiences I ever had. I was playing this game called Alien Covenant. It's like from the Aliens movies. Yeah. But like in this game, you cannot defeat the alien. You can't. It'll kill you every time. You have to run. You have to hide. Right. So this thing was hooked up to the microphone. The game was like hooked up to the microphone on your controller or out of this thing. And if you made a noise yourself, the alien would follow, hear your noise that you're making in your living room. So that's phenomenal. It was experiential. It was freaking crazy. And so I'm sitting there playing. I'm, I'm tense. I'm just like, you know, you just get really involved in it. And my dog barks. <laughs> And the alien got me. It was the scariest thing. I want to change my vote. Have you ever used the VR headsets? Yeah. So the the um, the scary experiences in the VR headsets are very phenomenal. I have thrown a VR headset off of my face. Like, uh, yeah, terrifying. And they run the the gambit when it comes to the different phobias. Mm-hmm. So if you're afraid of heights, they have one that makes you feel like you're a thousand feet up and teetering. Nope. And spiders and clowns and they got it all. Nope. They it, jump scares. Mm-hmm. Nope. So if you really want to be terrified, hard play, pass. Get, get it sounds incredible. But um, all right, it's time to vote. Jody, does uh, Midsommar is it canon? I'd say yeah. Yeah, Stefan. Yeah, I go yeah. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's a good movie. Well done. I, it's a well done movie. I mm-hmm. liked it. Yeah. All right. Well, on behalf of all of us, thank you so much for listening to the Freedom Cats. He's Jody. He's Stefan. I'm Chris. We're the Freedom Cats. Hey, what's going on? It's Chris. I'm here with Stefan. Bro, we need to talk about this messed up thing you did to me this week. What's that? You know what you did, but let's tell them. (laughs) I'm sitting at the office. Stefan sends me this picture of a turkey bacon BLT. Looks like the best freaking sandwich I've ever seen in my life. So I, I don't remember that you've got two locations. So I run down to the Warsaw location to get the delicious burger or excuse me, sandwich, wasn't there, but I still got a good pizza. Hoplor, Ghost Spot, your two yep. locations. Hoplor up in Leesburg. Yep, historic uh, mill location, uh, 110-year-old feed mill, pretty cool little spot, super chill. Super chill, incredible menu. 
or go spot here in Warsaw. Yeah, go spot. New idea. Uh, we are hosting uh, guest chefs and food trucks uh, for about a three-month stint, uh, bringing you a new menu every three months that way. Unbelievable. I just recently had the pizza. Incredible. Incredible Door or die pizza. does it up Door right. or die. Door or die pizza this month. So good. Stefan, if I want to know where which menu is which, so I go to the right spot, where can I find you? Yeah, you can uh, actually find all our menus at hoplore.com. Uh, both the menus for the uh, the original, the mill location, as well as the new ghost spot here in Warsaw. Uh, you can find us physically located at 100 South Old State Road 15. That's the mill uh, in Leesburg. And then 307 West Market Street here in Warsaw, Indiana. Best food, best beer you're going to find. Hoplore Brewing, two locations, Leesburg and Warsaw, the ghost spot, Warsaw. Check them out. Check them out on the web. Absolutely. You can always reach out to us by Facebook as well, uh, Instagram, and uh, all the other socials. Boomin'. Boomin'.